gorgeous soul. This is the Katie Blair Podcast, aka your activation station for magnetizing and normalizing your next inevitable massive up-leveling. I'm a virtual coach who focuses on designing your most epic human experience through building a purpose-filled and aligned lifestyle and or business. If you're obsessed with quantum up-leveling and you're done settling for anything less than everything you desire, you have arrived right on time. Hello, ladies. Welcome back to the podcast. We have another interview for you today. And today we have one of my dear friends and fellow entrepreneur soul sisters, Emily Whiteside. She is the pleasure queen and connects women to their sensuality, pleasure, and feminine energy to manifest abundance and their deepest desires. Her mission is to guide women into their intimacy, emotional intelligence, and sex magic to become the woman who holds the dreams. Hello, Emily. Hi, thank you for having me. (laughs) I'm so happy you're here. So Emily and I met in actually a really divine way earlier this year. We were both a part of an online program and kind of commenting, watching this live training. And she kind of slipped in a comment like, I'm in Maui right now. I manifested this trip and I messaged her and I was like, oh my gosh, I live in Maui. Let's meet up. And so we went and had a couple schwanky days at the hotel she was staying at and just like instant, instant connection. Oh my gosh, it was like the most, it was a dream. It was the most magical way to meet a soul sister. And those memories will forever be in my mind. Oh my gosh, it's literally so amazing. And so I've been so excited to have Emily on the podcast because she's been through knowing her, I think that was like back in March. And at the Mm -hmm. time of this recording, we're in the end of August of 2021. And it's been such a pleasure to watch the leap, the quantum leaps and bounds that she's taken in her business with every passing month. And through that, she's been through this huge rebirth as the pleasure queen. And so I'd love to just kind of start out, Emily, talking about really what it means to have stepped into this role of pleasure queen and what that looks like for your life and business and and how this just lights up your world. Oh my gosh. Do you remember when we were sitting on the, uh, or at the hotel right by the pool? And I was like, I just feel like I want to dive deeper into pleasure in my business. I'm not, I, I haven't touched it yet. And then it's just crazy to see like the pleasure queen. I had no idea back in March what this was going to turn out to be. But yeah, it's crazy. (laughs) All those conversations were so divine that we had. Um, You know, the pleasure queen really was birthed from a place of being in the depths of being single. And something I'll always remember that Katie said, because I was probably complaining that I was single or I think I was sad when I was in Maui because I went there alone for a couple weeks and I'd always envisioned going there on like a honeymoon or going there with somebody I loved and I went alone and Katie was shared with me like you're always going the this version of you, the single version of you, you're always going to pull later on when you're in a relationship with somebody. Like you'll always think back to her power and her courage. And that just really sank in. Mm. So the pleasure queen was birthed from this place of being in the depths of being single and really learning to detach from outside things, to feel sexy, to feel sensual, to feel powerful, to feel connected to my sex magic and all of that. And I really learned to become intentional and to really open to receive in every moment. So pleasure has become just a way of life for me in a way. And through the ups, through the downs, through the places in between, I'm always leaning deeper into my own pleasure portal. And I'm always leaning deeper into receiving And it's allowed me to tap into my authentic expression. It's allowed me to really become who I am at my core, which I think a lot of women don't even realize that we're just like an onion with a lot of layers we need to peel back. And um, so being in the pleasure queen vibe or the living the frequency of this is really learning to lead myself and to grow into who I truly am. 
um, outside of what society has created me to be or my parents or past partnerships or traumas. Um, I've learned to come into my power in a bold way, in my way. I've always Mm -hmm. been so disconnected to the word bold because I'm very soft and very gentle, but it's a different type of bold that I've become familiar with. Oh my gosh. I love that. So if you guys don't follow Emily yet on Instagram, she's pleasure queen XO. But what I really love about this soft boldness that you're talking about is truly like this new paradigm of what it really means to be fully in your power and not just in your power, but a lighthouse for people to calibrate to, to claim more of their power and to be this ripple effect is truly what you're saying, where you lead yourself first and your life is lived for the fullest expression for you. And through that, you innately serve so deeply. So what I love about following Emily online is every single day, Emily's entire universe of the Instagram world is curated with these like luxury goddess vibes. Like she'll take these bubble baths with rose petals and candles on a Monday morning as she's like on a client call or she'll go to this cute little, you know, uh, restaurant outside and get a glass of champagne or she just like, you make it, you make, you return the beauty back to what it means to be beautiful in every moment and not needing anything external to land in that for yourself. And I think it's such a powerful, powerful message for women, especially right now. Oh, thank you so much for that. I, I think it's important. I always felt like luxury was when I was you know, traveling, it's easy to be in luxury when you're staying at a beautiful place or you're staying in the five-star places. But I, when I was in Maui, um, because I stayed at just such a beautiful place, I didn't realize how beautiful it was going to be until I went there and like, mm-hmm. was like, whoa, where am I? For like, what the heck happened? <laughs> but um, when I was in Maui and I was treated with such luxury and everything there was just five star like all around I mean the views the nature the people just the way that you're treated is amazing and um when I got home I was like I don't want this to end I don't want the the standard that I felt in Maui to just disappear so I've really learned to incorporate quote-unquote luxury in my everyday life and it doesn't mean that we have to go to spa days every day or drink expensive bottles of champagne but it's like how can we receive this moment how can we be intentional how can we really be in it um with the standard set of receiving luxury yes and i all this is just also one of it's something that we talk about on this podcast a lot this idea of quantum manifestation but one of the biggest universe hacks is when we hold this desire that we wish to be treated in a certain way, whether it be from, oh, we wish that our partner romanced us more, or we wish that our friends, whatever more, or our family, whatever more, our coworkers or whatever, we kind of wish, wish, wish that people would treat us in this way that we desire to be treated. But at the same time, most of us, when we feel that, we're not actually doing it for ourselves first. And so to actually live your life every day romancing yourself so deeply, so beautifully with all the little moments, making it beautiful just for you, then inevitably your reality starts to turn into one where that just becomes your reality with everyone you're with. And, you know, like I know that on in those times when I really give myself that attention, when I really slow down and make things beautiful for me, then Tom is so much more like, oh, I want to do beautiful things for you too, because he sees how much I love it and that I do it for me. So he wants to match it. And so I love that you bring it back to the individual in the everyday. And it's like literally working with the universe in such a profound way in such beauty. Yeah, I love that. It's like, 
you know, you let the universe romance you, you romance yourself so the universe can match that. And people do begin to show up in a different way instead of like being like having an expectation that this is how people should treat me. It's treating you that way and your life that way. And people want to match it. I have, you know, I've been single and I've been dating and I've been through, you know, many different dating scenes and whatnot. And what I find the most is what has changed even in the last six months with men that I date is how they show up for me. And they don't even know me. They don't know that my standard is luxury. I don't give them my Instagram for various reasons. If you look at my Instagram in all the lingerie and naked pictures, I'm like, mm-hmm. no one needs to see that right away because I don't want them to get the wrong idea. But when I just meet them for the first time, they're already romancing me way, way more than any relationship, long-term relationship I've ever been on. And, and it's been date number one. Like these men are just showing up for me. And I'm like, what is going on? Like it makes me blush mm. because it's just magical. And I think it's really cool that we can give off that vibe without having to try or expect. Yes, truly the magic of calibrating to become an energetic match for that which you seek. You just embody it yourself and without having to worry about the how, it just starts showing up in your life. I love that. Can you speak a little bit more to this really deep self-expression like you were talking about on social media where you know you're in this lingerie and you're just like fully in your body fully in your power and like rooting in that energy anchoring in that energy for your community tell me what that feels like oh my gosh it is the most loving experience when I do a photo shoot it like is the best energy the best experience that I have when I do photo shoots because the very first naked photo shoot I did was actually in Maui and I remember like I had this photo shoot booked for a long time and then the night before I was like oh god oh god I'm doing this naked and I it was just like I have to do this naked so you know I get on the beach of Maui And we're on kind of a more private beach, but there's people on it a little bit further down. And the photographer whom I love is who's just such a nice photographer. Um, If you're ever in Maui, Bree Jane is her name and she's amazing. Mm. But um, she was taking, you know, we were ready to get started and she said, okay, just get undressed. And I'm like, here, like in the water? She's like, yeah, just get naked. We're doing this. And I was so nervous at first, but once I got into the water, it was like this expression of me that I've never been in had opened up and it just felt natural. I felt unleashed. I felt like a goddess. And then after, you know, in the middle of taking pictures, this lady came over and threatened us, threatened to call the police and whatnot. So we ended up having to be um, finish up a little bit sooner than we expected, but it was so funny to be like, I'm so in my divine feminine expression and then have another woman come and shame you. Right. And that was like, I was holding this, like, wow, I feel such guilt. I feel such shame. And I had to sit with that for a moment and be like, I have nothing to feel shame and guilt over. A woman's body is nothing. Expressing yourself, um, feeling sexy, sensual is nothing we should feel shame over. So it was a really divine lesson in itself. But I, you know, since then I've taken, um, you know, just boudoir type of photo shoots outside on rooftops in a bedroom, like all of the things. And it just allows me to connect to a deeper part of myself because photo shoots are super awkward. Like if you've never done a photo shoot before, or you have, I mean, I remember getting my first few done and I was like, I hate this. Like I hate being the center of attention Mm -hmm. and after I did the first naked photo shoot, it feels, I feel like myself when I do photo shoots naked, like I don't think I can do photo shoots in clothes any, anymore. <laughs> it just feels so good to do them without clothes on. You feel so sexy and in tune. Um, but I highly recommend that for anybody who, you know, even if you just keep the photos for yourself and you don't post them, I just find it is the experience of it is life changing. Yes. 
I love, I love how you brought up the story of, you know, the woman who felt uncomfortable um, when you were taking the photos. And it this taboo is really, it is really interesting to look at because like, you know, we've been raised to think, you know, I don't know, just like derogatory or sex culture or whatever. And so it can be this really charged place. But the truth of it is, I don't know any single woman who, when she gets herself done up, puts either is naked and in her power or in a beautiful piece of lingerie, doesn't feel like she can conquer the freaking world. And so why is it that this taboo has like kind of taken the energy of the power that that can, that that can hold and made it into this very bad, like no, no, you know what I mean? And so I love that. Like you are so boldly right on the other side of that matched with this huge open heart. It's not like a look at me. It's like a, Hey, feel this power within you come into this power within you because through this power and through matching it with really treating yourself at the ultimate pleasure, how you wish every day, just for you, literally you can create your life into whatever you want. Yeah, absolutely. It's, I really think that the key to manifestation is through embodying your own power It is not trying to chase a desire. And I get those questions all the time of like, how do I manifest 10 clients? How do I manifest X amount of dollar months? And it's like, you don't manifest them. It manifests itself in response Mm -hmm. to who you're being. And so when we unlock our own feminine power and all women, we have this sex power that is our magnetism, our radiating energy that captures people and, you know, like people desire to be in our world because of it. We don't manifest the things we manifest our own embodiment, our own being. And in that way, that's how we attract in higher level experiences. But I mean, if I look back on who I was before the Pleasure Queen brand, although my business was successful and although I was, you know, making the money and I had the clients and all the things, I couldn't continue like that anymore because it just felt like I was going through the motions. It felt like I wasn't going as deep as I know I could go. And it felt like, yes, I'm making the money, but there's something missing. There's a part of me that's missing. So I mean, I don't always believe that we have to like, we don't need to open up to our sexuality if we don't want to. But if we don't, we're missing a key piece of our own power. Um, I mean, this is how I feel like I've been quantum level leaping in my life is because I'm so in tune with it. And I don't know. It's available. This magic is available to every woman. And when we know how to use this, we don't have to try. Like we don't have to force. We don't have to manipulate. We don't have to control. We don't have to follow strategies that don't feel good. We just get to be ourselves and we are met with abundance on the other side of that. Yes. It's truly, truly allowing for the feeling that you seek to guide the way and allowing yourself to dip into that pleasure in the deepest ways over and over and over again so that you can embrace what the feminine nature really is, which is exactly like what you were saying. It's not push. It's not force. It's not even logical. It's literally divine magic at its finest when we can tap into these pleasure portals in our bodies. So I would love to touch on this sex magic piece that you talk about because I'm somebody who's new to these practices. I'm sure some of the listeners are as well. How does the sex magic practices and rituals that you also bring into this really amplify your manifestation process? So this is a good question because this is the way that I see it. I think that when we're having sex or whether it's with a partner or with ourselves, we're activating our sacral chakra, right? It's the pleasure chakra. It's the creative 
creative chakra. And when we start to play with owning our own confidence in the bedroom or with ourselves even, we're able to access deeper layers of pleasure. And if we think of any desire, the frequency of that desire is intense pleasure. And the way that we quantum level manifest is to bring intense pleasure into our experience to shift into another frequency. So we can use sex magic and connecting to the body and connecting to the sacral to manifest into quantum level leap. I personally think that a lot of women have trouble um, like using self-pleasure and like talking about self-pleasure, being comfortable around self-pleasure. And that's something that has really changed my experience with manifesting, with connecting to my power, connecting to my body. And then once we learn how to you know, have sex with ourselves and like give ourselves, it's not even about the orgasm. It's more about the experience, the connection. Mm -hmm. We can bring that into our partnership dynamics and we can, you know, focus on something we want to manifest through orgasm. But I also think that outside of actual intimacy is activating our sacral throughout our life so learning to lead a life through pleasure so it's not just about the in physical intimacy it's about how we interact with the universe outside of physical intimacy we all can remember as women like a time where we were a big flirt like when we felt like I don't know about you guys but like I know that when I'm flirting I feel like on top of the world I feel magical I feel like I could own a room I could command a room of energy and flirting is like the intimacy that we have with the universe outside of physical sex, right? It's like we're interacting in a different way. Our heart is exploding. Our sacral is exploding. We're really deeply connected to our pussy. And when we start to act from that place, we are so magnetic to people. People want to be in our world. They want to talk to us. They, The universe wants to give to us because we're so deeply in our receiving. So it's, I think it's all connected. I think the way that we interact with the universe is deeply connected to the way that we have sex with ourselves, the way we have sex with our partners. Um, and our experience in the bedroom can really affect how we manifest if we want it to. Yes. The oxytocin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It does, it does wonder, wonders, miracles. The magic chemical. The oxytocin <laughs> chemical. I have like three good friends here on Maui who are all like falling in love right now. And it's just so amazing to uh -huh. be around them because we all know that feeling. Like you literally, you're so giddy head to toe. You are just like, activated. You're so alive. Anything's possible. There is nothing that could go wrong. You know, like you are just like heart open. The universe is the most magical place in the whole world, you know? And, mm -hmm. um, I love being around that, around that energy, but it's so true. So much of the time we kind of reserve that chemical that we as women are able to access really whenever we want. And we make it like we were saying kind of at the beginning, dependent on a situation, like how we were saying, we make we make how we are treated dependent on the way others treat us instead of how we choose to treat ourselves. It's the same thing here. When we tap into that oxytocin and our beautiful magic and this pleasure feminine energy, we make it dependent on a situation outside of us. Whereas, Emily, you are the embodiment of tapping into that energy through a variety of rituals and practices and just the way you live your life in the day-to-day -day moment, whether you are working or on a walk or with your dog or even like grocery shopping or out to lunch or whatever, you're always in that energy. And I just want every everyone listening to this episode to really just like for a moment tap into that, like truly what that means. Like yeah. that head to toe activation that you feel, if you can bring that with you into the grocery store, into cleaning your house, into the way that you are talking with, you know, not even necessarily a romantic partner, but even just like people that you encounter on the street, like think about the magnetism and how that would change your life. That is so epic. 
Yeah. So I also, I want to touch on the, the duality side of being in so much pleasure. I can imagine that there's also some, when you're in such high of pleasure, I guess this is actually more of a question. Is there also deep levels of kind of not necessarily darkness, but deep work that needs to come through that as well? If we're in this kind of polarity place. Oh my gosh, absolutely. It's, you know, when we are falling in love and we have the high oxytocin, I I mean, all of us can imagine a time where we've fell in love with somebody, right? And then what's on the other side of that? What do we fear the most is the heartbreak, the loss, not the not feeling good. So at all times, we hold both versions of us. We hold the pleasure version of us, and we also hold the shadow of that. And so I have found that the deeper that I go in pleasure, which is absolutely amazing, I'm able to experience levels of bliss and like deep, true pleasure by watching a sunset or drinking Mm -hmm. a cup of tea. Like my experience of life is so magical. And a lot of times I feel like I'm living in a fairy tale. I'm living in a romance novel. Like Mm -hmm. it is spectacular. It's beautiful. And there's no man involved. It's just me and my experience with, with the universe. Yeah. But Mm. it's so good. It's so uh, juicy. But on the other side of that is the hard stuff is navigating deeper emotions. And I never understood this until I was in it, but it felt before this rebirth I went into, I was living in a tiny little pocket of feelings. Like it ranged on a scale, like a couple inches, like I could feel good And I felt bad, but I never felt really deeply bad. And I wasn't able to hold the deep pain. And then I could feel good, but I couldn't feel really deeply good and amazing and celebratory. So as I've been on this experience of allowing myself permission to feel emotion, like actually sit and feel emotion, I've been able to experience the bliss, the happiness, the joy, the pleasure. But on the other side of that, I've also been able to hold the hard stuff, the feeling unsexy, the um, anxiety, the overwhelm, as we increase in power, we want to, I mean, if there's entrepreneurs listening, listening to this, or even anybody who's on the journey of manifesting, which I'm sure everybody listening to this podcast and Katie's audience is, um, we desire to hold bigger things, we want more money, we want to manifest the soulmate, we want to manifest the empire or the business of our dreams. But what we don't understand is that has a level of power in it. And we have to be able to hold more. We have to be able to sit in the anxiety, sit in the pain, sit with the deep, hard stuff. It's the duality that we always have. I was actually um, talking to my mastermind women this morning about navigating a really hard conversation with a client. And I was telling them that this is the stuff that's not talked about in entrepreneurship. We see like the highs of entrepreneurship, the money, the getting clients, the making sales, transforming lives, speaking freely, authentic expression, all of the things. But what we don't see is the hard parts of navigating business, the hard parts of being a pleasure queen, you know, and that's Mm -hmm. the difficult conversations, the not settling when a client wants to leave and break contract when, um, Things don't go your way when you feel extreme stress and overwhelm. It's like, who do you choose to be in those moments? And I've learned to just sit in it, but not react. I've learned to be with it, be with the emotion, but not take action from that place, not make Mm. stories from that place and Mm. instead welcome it in and feel it. So then I can move on and move forward. But all emotion is here to teach us something. It's all here to help us expand and grow. The negative hard stuff that we deal with in life, in business, as pleasure queens, is allowing us to feel the opposite. It's allowing us to feel more pleasure, more bliss, more happiness, more joy. 
I mean, think about um, heartbreak. When we all go through a heartbreak, it feels like we're going to be single for the rest of our lives. We feel like we can't live without that person. I went through a really extreme hard breakup last year in 2020, and it was like earth shattering. But on the other side of that, I know what I want. And when I go into a relationship now, it feels different. I'm able to like experience it in an even more pleasurable way. I'm able to stand for what I want. And I have certain standards and boundaries that I wouldn't have if I didn't go through that heartbreak. So we all have duality within us. And I think a lot of us want to ignore the negative side of duality, like the, the, opposite but we can't ignore it anymore we have to learn let that be our teacher and move with it it allows us to expand deeper and evolve I think that's so beautiful I just had this like visual when you were talking I love that you were talking about you know before this you were kind of at a point where you were only accessing a certain range on the emotional scale and though yeah that protected you from not feeling like the hard feelings it also inhibited you from feeling the deeper good feelings and it was the more that you let yourself really sink into the pleasure yes the deeper things that were on the opposite side of the spectrum started showing up, but you also had more power to hold them. I think we have this, this fear that, oh my gosh, will, will I be able to hold the power? But what we don't realize is that it is this duality place. It has its hard things, but the deeper that you feel, you get the opposite in the spectrum for that. And when you realize this, all of it is for a reason. And we can see that every single emotion, as you were saying, has a message. And the higher we can let ourselves get, whether on the the lighter emotions or the harder emotions on the spectrum, the deeper we can actually become in the deeper we can become in our channel to listen for what that is. And we start getting these communications and downloads on these frequencies that are so profound. And what that starts to do is once you start to be living in this place where you're like, okay, I trust in my power to be able to hold myself all the way to the best of the best and the lowest of the lows, all of a sudden you don't need anything. Anything external comes from overflow. It's only what you desire. Therefore, you're not going to settle. And truly, 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 this visual right now is what I think women need the most right now is that like full coming home to themselves to their power at such a depth that they know that they can walk with every emotion either separate or both at the same time and that they're they know that they're not going to settle because they're not going to stop until it's exactly what they want Mm, that was so beautiful it's true it's like whatever journey you're on spirituality or entrepreneurship Like I have gone through some of the hardest things that I would not have gone through if I wasn't at the level that I'm at. And you, but I wouldn't, I wasn't presented with those hard things earlier because I wouldn't have been able to hold them. So it's knowing and understanding that whatever's on your path right now is for you. It truly is. Like even the hard stuff that we feel like there's no possible way. I mean, we before this recording we're, was we're talking about um, ego death and just going through it. And I went through it this summer, and it felt like my whole world was just crumbling around me, which wasn't actually physically true. It just felt like that in my mind. And when something feels like that in your mind, you're like. I can't escape it. It's like I was waking up with like deep, almost depression like feelings Mm. every day. And it was just like I had to be able to learn how to hold those things. And even the stuff that was happening in my life, like when you own a a brand that, you know, makes money and, and generates multiple six figures or any brand, when you, it doesn't matter how much you're making, but at every new level, 
you're going to be presented with things that you've never had to experience before. Like I've never had to experience firing people. I've never had to experience having um, hard conversations at certain with certain things with people, having to put all of it on me before. Like I would never have to do this if I didn't have a business, if I wasn't where I was at in my evolution. And so I feel that this ego death, these hard things that were coming up were meant for me to experience the ego death instead of, oh my God, my life is crumbling before me. I'm going to go hide and I'm going to quit everything and I'm not meant to do this. So it's really like, what are we making things mean? I'll always choose to make things mean that it's helping me evolve and grow and expand. And the same thing is for all of us. We can choose to make it mean that we're a failure and we shouldn't be in this line of work or we shouldn't have opened up to spirituality or it's too hard for us or there's not enough good men out there or there's never going to be the perfect one. Or we can decide that it's helping us evolve, that it's on our path for a reason. And when you get on the other side, because the only way through it is to go through it. And once you get on the other side, you're met with such a deeper level of self-expression and acceptance and bliss and pleasure. Absolutely. I think this is also why... You know, this duality of emotions can be so beautiful if we stop fearing it and making it mean things is, you know, it's why so many people change their life from a rock bottom. Like they have a rock freaking bottom and that's what becomes this propeller to skyrocket them into the life of their dreams. It's because we're always met with this duality, with this like, the the lows and the highs and how they can work together. So I love that. Could you say, just for anyone who might not know, what exactly is an ego death through your lens? Yeah, through my lens, an ego death is everything you think that brings you power or brings you joy externally, like the relationship, the money, the business, goes away in order for you to realize that you hold the power within. And it was this really, really hard understanding because I didn't know, like, you know, when you're going through an ego death, you don't really know that you're an ego. Like if you looked at my business prior to this summer, I was very much in alignment. I was very much leading with soul, with heart, but I had to go into an even deeper layer of that, an even deeper layer of letting go of ego, letting go of what I think I should, what I'm making success mean. So I understood after this horrible ego death, I understood that it's not the money that I'm makes me successful. It's not the amount of clients that makes me successful. It's not about how many people are signing up for what. It's truly because I'm here to lead and pioneer a movement. And that movement for me personally is the pussy power movement and the learn, helping women activate into their sex power and their sensuality and all the things. But I think that we don't realize how much we are striving to achieve things that don't actually matter. When you can learn to just be happy in your life without anything, without the results, without the money, without the clients, without the love of your life, when you can learn to fall in love with just who you are without having anything, that's when you've achieved true soul. That's when you've achieved true happiness and bliss. And then anything we do outside of that is overflow. Like you mentioned in the beginning, right? You start to manifest from a place of desire. So it was no longer about, I'm going to run this program and hope I get 20 people or 30 people inside. It's like, no, I'm running this program because it's on my heart. It's on my soul. It doesn't matter to me if one person joins or a hundred people join. This is meant to help the consciousness. This is meant to help the planet. And so, you know, I don't know. I believe that an ego death shows up for us when even in the really, really deep layer of our self-expression to take away anything where we're putting the power that's not within us, if that makes sense. 
Yes, that makes total sense. And it's kind of like um, I've done an episode before where it's like the fastest way to actually get what you want is to not need it anymore. (laughs) This like frustrating, complex thing of like, you can have it if you hold the desire, but the only way you're going to get it is if you can learn to become completely happy without it. So I love that you just touched on that when it comes to business, especially because I know a lot of people listening to this are solopreneurs in the virtual online space. And it's a huge energetic thing kind of to, to navigate this space. And, you know, for me as well, I, I've been in my Saturn return this year and, For those of you who don't know, Saturn return happens typically at like your 29th year. And maybe that I'm in my Saturn return then too. That would make sense. (laughs) Okay. There's actually a Saturn return calculator that you can look up online. But essentially when you're born, Saturn is at a certain place in the sky and it takes about 29 years for you to get back to the exact point where Saturn's at the same point in the sky. And it the Saturn return is about a year long and essentially it like is ego death, ego death, ego death. And it strips away anything that is not in full integrity and full alignment so that you can go into the next chapter of your life from a very grounded foundation. Mm -hmm. So it's deep work, especially if you're like tapped in, tuned in, and you're aware of what's going on during this time. But even people, you know, I was just talking with my friend, she's like 45 and I was telling her about my Saturn return and she was like, oh my God, now to my 29th year makes so much sense. You know, like we can even look back on this time. I would always hear about it from people and I was like, yeah, yeah, whatever. But it's real. It's crazy. So, you know, been I've been going through this and, you know, I think that's also why I've loved really being in your world, Emily, through this is because it's that daily, you serve as such a daily reminder for people to that pleasure is always available, even when you're having a bad day, even when, you know, things don't seem to be working out, which they always are, even when, you know, you're just kind of in that like fogginess or whatever it is, pleasure is always there. And even more than that, you get to walk with both. Like you get to, you get to be someone who can hold the duality at the same time. It's not always just the good, the best of the best or the low of the low, but how can you be this woman who can walk with both at the same time, fully in her power, connected to her mission and her purpose? Mm, That is so good. And walking with both is, we have to give ourselves permission to do what I feel. And we also like, it's not easy to walk with both. And I think pleasure looks different. I mean, sometimes pleasure to me is like taking a long bath and doing self-pleasure and connecting to my body. And that's what I need. And I can go through like, especially during this ego death, like I spent a lot of time with self-pleasure. I spent a lot of time crying in the bathtub while simultaneously giving myself an orgasm. And then sometimes pleasure is like, I want to be in the fanciest hotel with the fanciest bottle of champagne in my hand and be celebrating something. And it's, we experience, we can always experience pleasure and we can experience pleasure through heartbreak, through financial problems, through it all, literally. And when we learn that pleasure doesn't have to just come from one source, it doesn't have to come from a relationship, it doesn't have to come from money, it doesn't have to come from business. Pleasure just gets to come from how you intentionally live your life, like how you pour a cup of tea and enjoy your tea or how you read a book. I love reading like novels so much. And um, that's something like very simple that brings me a lot of deep pleasure. In fact, I think people overcomplicate pleasure and they're like, I need to buy stuff or I need to Mm. have certain experiences. When you get the same amount of pleasure drinking a cup of tea in your home as you can get at a high-end restaurant with the love of your life having a glass of wine, you know, they're the same thing. It's just one is easier to access pleasure because it's something you don't experience quite often where sipping tea in your apartment or your house is something you probably do more often, but it's learning to be intentional behind the intention behind it is everything. I'm so 
glad that you touched on this. Not overcomplicating pleasure. You can tap into it at any moment. Kind of also goes hand in hand with presence, I feel, right? When you can actually turn on all of your senses and be so present in the moment, all of a sudden pleasure can be accessed. So presence can almost be this doorway into pleasure. If you're having a day where you can't access it, you're like, I am just in a shitty mood today. I don't know what to do, but like I cannot, like I'm just, I'm not even in the mood to try to get happy come to presence yeah and then find your doorway into pleasure that's the thing is like okay we all experience emotion like it can change like five minutes from now after we Mm -hmm. hang up or whatever I could be I can all of a sudden something happen I'll be in a really bad mood but it's like what do I do I sit with it and then I learn to ground because going from stress overwhelm fear whatever all the way back to pleasure is not going to happen. I think Abraham Hicks talks about like the emotional guidance scale. So for me, it's like, what makes me just return back to the present moment and it's meditation. And through Mm -hmm. this ego death, I will tell you, I've meditated like at least three times a day. Like I was meditating so much, like my entire life, I felt like I was just meditating. And it's so important because like, If I'm not, then my mind runs wild, especially when we are dealing with the heavy, hard emotions. A lot of us, we don't sit in that. It's uncomfortable to sit, like actually meditate when you're feeling stress or fear. And I've learned that that's when I need meditation the most. And I'll just sit and I'll just be in that emotion. And then I can ground. And then after I ground and I return back to a present state and I just follow my breath, then I'm slowly or quickly able to access pleasure. I love that. I think that's so beautiful. And I think I want to... I think I want to close. I feel like this is a perfect like closing statement. Is that when? So if you're somebody who's listening to this and you're like, okay, I am loving this conversation. I really want to start to bring intentionally bring more pleasure into my life. Not only because who doesn't want more pleasure, but also if I can be like working with the universe and my business and deeper, more profound ways than like yes, I want to do this. But that that what Emily just said right there of like meditating three times a day, you know, the, the harder work, the, yes, the beauty, but also like the embodiment at the end of the day, it's the embodiment. 99.9% of the work you do, Emily, like even though you share a lot online, it's so important to just remember that embodiment, like who you are off the screen for you is the true calibration point. So it's one thing to say, I want to bring more pleasure into my life and make it make moments look pleasurable to share online. It's a completely different experience than actually living in the calibration of pleasure for yourself and then from overflow being like, oh, here's a picture of this moment. But there's a big difference there. And I feel like a lot of people get stuck in the one where it's like, I'll do it almost for the show, but it's not fully mm-hmm. felt. So I just invite you all as you, you know, really maybe even journal today after this, like how can I bring more pressure into my days, into my weeks, into my months, into my year, but really making sure that the way that you decide to do this, this is a for you thing above all. And so like truly, truly, truly coming home to yourself as you kind of map this out. I love that. That was super powerful. Just what you mentioned on being in pleasure out it's not for a show I think this is the best way I could describe it from a business end of things and the way that I perceive it and what I've learned is our brands or just our nature if you don't have a brand you're just you know you're a woman our energy our nature it holds a certain frequency And a lot of us don't have a stable frequency. So we're wondering why we're not attracting clients or a man or a woman or whoever. We wonder why we're not manifesting things. And it's because we don't have a stable, unique frequency. Instead, we're trying to be something for somebody else. We're trying to show off. We're trying to prove things. And in those moments where we're showing off, we might give off a frequency, but it's not held. So if you start to notice the brands, like I often 
have people just say like, I can feel your energy when you speak, when I see a picture, when you write something simple, like I can feel it from you. And it's because my brand holds a very steady, sacred energy. I have a frequency. And oftentimes, like when clients come into my world, before we even meet for the first time, they're already experiencing more money, more shifts, deeper better sex, deeper intimacy with themselves, with their partners, navigating harder things. They're able to hold more just because they're in my vortex. They're in my frequency. So I think, you know, for those of us who want to be magnetic and want to transform the world, having a stable frequency is really important. And it's how you navigate the hard stuff, the good stuff, and all the things in between. We're not doing it for a show, like you had mentioned, it's like, we're doing this because it's the part of our world. It's just effortless. It's easy. Like that's the true magic. That's where we truly begin to make shifts in our brands and in our life is when we're just upholding the frequency all the time. Like when something bad happens, what do you do? How do you navigate through it? Do you let it ruin your day? Does it move you downward? Do you feel like your whole world is blowing up? Or can you be strong and stable throughout it? Can you move through it with grace, with ease, with even pleasure if you want to? Um, But that was a really good point. And I just kind of wanted to add a little thing to that at the end. I love I love this conversation so much. I know that I am feeling super inspired by this, coming home to my calibration, really being intentional with my pleasure, intentional keyword, because if we don't hold the intention, it can easily a day can easily pass with all the things we're getting done and then we're in bed at night and we're like, oh, okay. Yeah, I'm sure I guess there was pleasurable parts, but I didn't actually intentionally bring the energy of pleasure with me into the moment. So I feel super excited to embody this in even deeper ways. And I can imagine everyone listening, you are as well. If you guys loved this episode, screenshot and tag us so that we can know because this conversation has been so fun. And if you don't already yet, follow Emily on Instagram at pleasurequeenxo so that you can tap into these energetics whenever you wish. And Emily, thank you so much much for being here today. Thank you so much for allowing me to be in this space and thanks for listening to us. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed what you heard, it would mean the world if you could leave a review on iTunes or Apple podcasts. And if we aren't connected on social media yet, come say hello on Instagram at Katie underscore underscore Blair, or come visit the website at www.katie-blair.com. I highly recommend you put anything that pinged you from this podcast episode today into action ASAP. I honor you for being here and cannot wait to see you on the next episode.